Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you'd like to help preserve this moment in history for future generations, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Melania shares with us a beautiful story of love and connection that wouldn't have otherwise happened except for the pandemic. She also describes her concern about how school from home is shaping younger minds and how the pandemic is a concern for immunocompromised people. We are living in Waukesha, Waukesha County, Wisconsin. We actually moved in September of 2020, right next door, um, Walworth County. So we were in Waukesha and now we're in Walworth County. So neighboring counties. It was stressful. We, my husband is immune compromised. And so even prior to the pandemic, he was social distancing. He was wearing masks at 25% lung function um, because he has cystic fibrosis and a double lung transplant. So uh, when COVID started for him, this was all very normal for him. But when we moved, I mean, normally when you move, you have a party, you have people coming to help you, you're painting with your friends. Like it's very almost romanticized to move into a, a new home. And ours was stressful. Uh, we had friends wanting to help, uh, but we were saying no uh, because of his, you know, immune compromisedness. We really relied heavily on our parents to help us because we were in the same, you know, pod as them. And so it, it was stressful and it was a lot of work. Uh, we didn't realize how much stuff we had until it was only us moving, you know? So it took forever. I feel like it took forever to move in and to like paint walls and just really feel settled in our home. And I really think COVID had a lot to do with that. So we moved in in September of 2020, and then we got married in December of 2020 and we got married in our home. And that was also, we were at that point, we were able to have our siblings come then as well. And that was almost like our housewarming. You know, my brother had never been at our house. My sister was here the day before our wedding to help us set up, but it was very prolonged. I feel like at that point, I had a second grader and I remember it was just like a day, like the regular day. Right. And all of a sudden, and we had been kind of hearing about it, like on the news. And then I just feel like it was just like this sudden, she got home from school. We got an email saying your child will be out of school for a week. You know, it was like Friday 
they're like, they're not going to be here next week, but you know, we'll, we'll see them after that. So it was very much like they're just out for a week, kind of like a free week. And then during that free week, everything shut down. And I just remember scrambling to figure out how, like, I remember going to Target with our masks on and like going through the dollar section and being like, okay, I'm going to grab this coloring book for her. And I'm going to grab this math book and these flashcards. And because we had no direction from the school district yet about what we were going to do. And so I was like, all right, so I guess we're, we have to figure out how to homeschool in 24 hours or 48 hours. That was really when it became real was realizing all of a sudden I was going to be working from home and figuring out how to teach my child at home. That was, that was really the defining moment in it all. Right now, I actually looked at it earlier this week. Right now, Wisconsin as a whole, where I feel like we're a lot better than what we were even three months ago around the holidays. But in our area, um, our school district just reported that there are no active COVID cases within the district. Um, and that is the first time since them returning to school in 2021 that that has been the case. So that's a positive. But also in our area, I'd say it's pretty evenly half and half between who's vaccinated and who's not. So that's also something that we really just keep in mind. Again, my husband's immune compromised. So we will always wear a mask, but we also, we don't have as high of a rate of, of vaccinations in our area than I feel like other parts of the country do. So, and right now there's no mask uh, regulations or requirements. There's a lot of small businesses that still have signs on their doors that say, you know, masks recommended. Yeah, there's still like signs, you know, a lot of younger business owners that are encouraging masks or they have young families, but nothing is required. Yeah, I feel like almost over overnight, it went from like a really casual, no big deal perspective to this is the most serious thing that I've lived through as a parent. I, you know, lived through 9-11. I've lived through, you know, different wars and, you know, whatever, but I was a minor when a lot of that was happening. I'm turning 28. So I was a minor when a lot of these really big global things were happening. And then I feel like the pandemic was the first real issue that one, I didn't have control over and two, I'm a parent now and I need to figure out how to explain this to my child. I feel like COVID also really marked a lot of civil unrest happening unrelated to the pandemic. And my daughter is mixed. And so all of a sudden we're at home. Um, it's just her and me. We have to, ex I'm explaining the pandemic to her in physical and health safety. But then also I feel like this time really amplified talking about um, how we treat people in general. And so it really just marks so much growth as a parent, as well as just in her life, so much growth in understanding the world at a age appropriate level. It's interesting to reflect on that time because we're two years out from that. 
almost exactly. And it's really interesting to reflect on, on that. Like the first, you know, her first free week, we just like read a bunch of books and listened to podcasts and watched movies. And it was like summer vacation almost. And then we realized how serious it was. And it was like, okay, kid, let's figure out how to end second grade together. It was such an interesting time. You know, my husband and I were just talking about this the other day. Our daughter is an only child and we're still trying to figure out the impact of it. I think just within our own lives, you know, she's an only child. We, my husband and I worked from home and she went to school virtually for the 2021 school year, you know, 2020 through 2021, she was virtual. She's only nine. And I feel like a lot of the conversations we've had with her would be conversations we'd be having with, you know, an 11 or 12 year old. And so we were actually just talking the other day about how this summer we want to just like preserve her childhood almost because I feel like COVID kids everywhere had to deal with adult topics. And so we were just talking about this the other day, like we want to like revert back to preserving her childhood almost because I think I still feel heavy about the whole thing. You know, I still feel like we're in it. Having an immune compromised husband, we're still in it as intimately as everybody was in 2020. And so, yeah, we're really like, okay, let's make sure we're really being intentional about family walks and going to the beach and still being safe, but really like preserving these moments of childhood that she didn't necessarily have because of COVID in a really prime time. I mean, she turned seven, eight and nine or eight and nine all within the pandemic. Like she didn't have friends' birthday parties. She uh, was at home. And so all of her friends were virtual. We moved. I mean, we still feel just very heavy about the dramatic change in her experience being a child. I feel like as a mom, it's been heavy, you know, but I, in the pandemic, I met and married my husband. Um, I learned how to be better at having healthy boundaries and like what I needed to preserve and like protect my mental and emotional health. Um, I feel like it forced me into a place to take care of myself in a way that I never did previously because I was always go, 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 go. And so I will say as heavy as it is on one side, it's also been such a positive growing experience personally and for our family. It's, it's been a positive time as well. So I work at a nonprofit and I started this position um, in September of 2020. And so I came on like peak pandemic, you know, 2020 people were still like, okay, in July, we'll, we'll be back at the office. And, and that just did not happen. And so when I came on technology, I mean, I onboarded fully virtually. I um, work with victims of human trafficking. And so learning how to be a victim advocate through technology, learning how to support victims in their recovery and restoration um, virtually 
you know, when you're healing from trauma, being in community and in a relationship with people is so important. And so when you remove that, it was very challenging to figure out how you could have growth and healing through a screen. Um, and then also as a nonprofit, we do a lot of prevention work. And so how all of our prevention work historically before the pandemic was in person. And I actually just got a final copy of a webinar today that we have been, it's been in the works for months because we took all of our in-person stuff and put it virtual, realized in-person is more engaging than virtual, obviously. So redoing our curriculum and our teaching style to make it virtually friendly. And then also from there saying, you know what? We've been able to reach so many people virtually. We need to start putting out content that just lives online and doesn't require us to be doing it live. And so that's why, I mean, almost, you know, two years later, uh, we've created a marketing plan that's, you know, pre-recorded or as live content. It has saved us as a nonprofit. Our work has been able to continue because of technology, but it was also such a learning curve. And I don't think people realize like on the back end, how challenging it is to transition from in-person prevention education to virtual education. It's extremely challenging. And again, it, it works. It's been amazing. Um, but also you go into it and you're like, okay, how am I going to present myself as empathetic and um, compassionate? I'm a huge hand talker. And so doing that virtually is like harder. You communicate with body language as much as you do your voice. And so it's been very, very interesting to just transition really heavy topics onto a virtual platform. So I mentioned that I met and married my husband all within the pandemic. And I will say our relationship would have looked extremely different or potentially be non-existent if we hadn't had the pandemic. We connected and started talking on Instagram. And so, and then our first date was a hike outside. Again, a social distanced hike. And so I will say the moment that was just so pivotal that was caused by the pandemic um, was when he proposed to me. We went back to our same hiking spot. He had, so she's my daughter. She became his daughter. Those two planned the entire proposal. Uh, she walked around with my ring in her pocket for like hours without me realizing. It was such an intimate, beautiful proposal at you know the spot that we were hiking in on our first date. We would not have gone on a hiking first date if we were outside of the pandemic. You know, we would have gone to dinner or been inside potentially. And so the pandemic and COVID really set the tone for the creation of our family. And the proposal was just one moment of that, but it really was just this beautiful little moment within all of the chaos of the world that um, those two planned and prepared for. My husband always laughs. I'm not an overtly romantic person uh, in the moment, but then like after the moment I am. And so, I mean, during the proposal, I was just like, oh my gosh, what is happening? 
But now I think about it and I like get teary eyed and I just absolutely love it because it was just so, it was just such an important part of, of our story. And it could have, and would have looked completely different if we, if it had not taken place in the setting of being in the middle of a global pandemic and to have him trust a, how old was she at the phone? An eight-year-old with a wedding ring in her pocket for, I mean, she had the whole thing planned out. Like they, she pretended to like pick up a rock, but instead she like pulled like the wedding box out and was like, look at this rock I found. And it was like the ring box. They had practiced, they had prepped. I have no idea when they did it, but they, they had the whole thing ready to go. It was awesome. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.